Welcome to Why Sociology, a podcast series featuring many interviews with sociology majors who have taken career pathways beyond academia in applied and clinical careers, and who show, not only tell, why and how sociology matters in today's world. We are Angela Adkins from Stark State College and Daniela Yauk from the University of Akron, both located in Rubber City, Akron, Ohio. But we feature sociological movers, change makers, and shakers from all over the US and the globe. Welcome to the Why Sociology podcast, episode two. We are very honored to have in our makeshift studio, Miss Debbie Shea Lawrence. Debbie Shea holds a master's degree in sociology from the University of Akron, also has a bachelor's degree in sociology and a bachelor's in Spanish. So Debbie Shea, the question of the day is, what are you doing? What is your current field? And give us a little bit the elevator pitch. Yeah, so I'm a mortgage loan originator. So basically what I do now is I help people find loans so they can get money so they can purchase a home and, um, and figure out other ways that they can use equity in their home. So if they've already purchased home and there's equity, figure out a way if they can lower their rate or get cash out. Um, that's what I do currently. Um, but I've done like a lot of things and my time, not like, <laughs> I'm only 27, but I have done a lot. So that's what I'm currently doing right now. So if you say you've done a lot, maybe you can add, what is your former career? So before I was a CQI specialist, um, for Oriana house, um, and I worked in Cleveland and that's what I did for almost a year. And I was also in grad school, obviously, grad school, that, I feel like that's a true test that, like, prepares you for a lot of things. <laughs> and the last was with Oriana House, I don't know if people are familiar with that, but it's, it's um, kind of in corrections, um, not, not quite, but it's like the step, I guess, the step before you would go formally to jail or prison. So helping the clients rehabilitate and just find um, ways that they can do things now and be productive in their time. So that way they can reintegrate better into society. So that's what I did before. What does CQI stand for? It stands for Continuous Quality Improvement Specialist. Someone who specializes in always like improving um, the field they're in. So continuously improving the field they're in always. That's wonderful. Um, can you tell us how both in what you do now and in your prior career, how does sociology inform uh, what you do? Because that's clearly something that you have taken with you through your degrees. And so how do you work that in into what you do? Right. That's a great question. So I I love sociology for the reason that it is so broad and you can use all the skills you learn from it and take it anywhere you go. So it applies to everything in your life, like whether you realize it or not, if you like take a moment to think about things, you'll know there's sociology behind it. So 
For me, how I use it in my career is when I'm usually talking to my clients, people that um, contact me and want help. I use it when I'm trying to build a relationship with them. So build a relationship, build rapport with them, find out their why and why they want to do what they want to do. Um, and not just simply like, you know, fill out an application for them and keep the process going. So I really, it's really important to build a relationship so that they can find some trust in me and they can um, when I bring benefit or value of why I think they should do something, then they take that and they weigh the costs and benefits. And ultimately, when they decide to like choose me to help them, they will go back to, I talked to this person, I have this relationship with her, I really like her, and I really connected with her, and that's why I want to move forward. So I think it's like social exchange theory. So when I bring a benefit and value to them, and I build a relationship with them and then they can take that and then they move forward with, um, you know, getting them alone. So it's all about them weighing the costs and benefits of working with me and trusting me. So that's what I, how I think I use it. Just one of those. How cognizant are you of, you know, existing inequities in home lending and stuff like, like, how do you navigate those for a family that might be looking for those things and knowing that you're not the only person that, that touches that process so is that something that you think about yeah those are very good questions I think about that all the time so I'm very cognizant of my identity and how that plays a role in my space so for me um, it's kind of both ways it's like I'm very cognizant of being a black woman in the mortgage field and not seeing a lot of black women period um, and then hoping to be like an inspiration for black women to get more into things that they like and not feel threatened um, you know, by, um, usually the number one is just like white males or the number one people in the field and in my, and in my office in general. So just trying to like be, and just being aware of the space. And so usually I really try to focus on, um, mortgage. Um, and I just try to focus on helping clients, especially because I, I'm, um, I'm like in a call center. So people don't, people don't see me or, um, they hear my voice, but they don't see what I look like. Um, so I don't know if that like gives me an advantage or not that they don't see me, but they can hear my voice. Um, but also that I always try to help anybody, especially like people who are credit, like who may have challenges with their credit. I try to help them the most, especially because I know that is very prominent for people in the black community. And I just try to help them and figure out ways that I could just be a resource to them. Even if I can't um, get them alone that right then and there, I still want to follow up and help them along the way because it is possible. And I know that uh, so many things like are outside of their control that made it so that they can't get a house. And I, I want to be the reason that they have the knowledge and information to know how to get one in the future. Damishi, why did you even choose sociology? Why? How did you learn about sociology as a possibility for a major and why did you pick it in the first place? So I know some people who were lucky enough to have sociology in high school and I wasn't one of them. Um, I think that's so cool that they have sociology in high school. I found out after I graduated high school when I took um, a college class, like it was between my the summer between when I started college. So um, my parents were like, you got to take some classes, you know, so that way when I get there, I can use it to transfer. So 
Um, I took a sociology class and I, I love that class. Um, it was my favorite class. It was so fascinating and interesting. And I remember I emailed my professor and I said, thank you for teaching this class. I, I, I absolutely loved it. And I was excited from then on. Um, but I didn't like major in sociology until after I had started. So I kind of like did what like I think a lot of people do is they like go to school for something that they think will make them money and successful. So I like went to um, undergrad to be like a surgeon. I know, I'm like, I'm not a surgeon. And then I was like, this isn't working. So I was like, I love that sociology class. I'm gonna major in sociology. And so I changed my major and that's how I got into it. So yeah. That is fantastic. Like what a great example of how important a broad-based education is and just being exposed to a wide variety of things. And also um, for any sociology faculty who are listening, the vast importance of an introductory course, like, because that's the place where you learn about it. I absolutely love that really, um, really well. So on that note, can you tell us what is one thing that you wish you would have known as a sociology major that you would now pass along to current students? Maybe something that you didn't know then, but that you'd pass along to them now. That's a really good question. One thing I would want people to know is that it's like, it's very, very broad. It is very broad. I don't think I realized that as much as when I like first started, as especially when I got into grad school. I was like, there's so many avenues like you can't even count the ways that you could use sociology especially like if you if you're going to do macro versus micro if you're going to go into certain fields and then the subfields in those fields it's so broad so it's good to have multiple interests and really find out things that you really enjoy like focus I think focus on what you enjoy the most and then figure out what fields of, of sociology applies to because it does apply you just have to you just have to find it like I know someone who's doing, um, she's doing her dissertation on um, video games. So she's like looking at the gendered aspect of streaming video games on um, like social platforms and like um, how people respond differently to women doing the video games and the men. I was like, video games, it's sociology. So literally anything, anything. So it's very broad and just kind of keep in mind like what your interests are along the way. That's what I would definitely um, say to people who are getting into it, what I wish I would have known before. Thank you. Welcome. It's wonderful as you, on the note of the sociology as a field of being very broad, your own biography is such an example, how you are using your sociology education in completely different fields, seemingly. No? You're coming from community corrections, now you're in the mortgage sector. Can you tell us a little bit how you found those jobs and how you switched? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's also like a piece of advice that I would like to pass on is um, always do your research and always like, communicate and talk with people so like if you are like I was when I started I was like I have no idea what I'm gonna do after um and so like no offense I did not want to be a professor but like some people don't want to be a professor and they don't know where to go or what to do um and if they do want to be a professor that's great <laughs> but if they're like if they were like me and I didn't want to and I was like what am I gonna do like where, how am I going to use my degree? Like, where am I going to go? So what I did was I did a ton of research and I found people that did things that I thought I would like. 
And I contacted them and I reached out to them and I did an informational interview with them. So that's actually how I got my um, CQI position. I literally, I messaged, um, his name's Michael Crawford. I messaged him and I was like, I really like what you do. Can I come in and do an interview? Like just information. I just want to know how you got where you are, what you do. And so I met him, I shouted him for the day. It was great. Um, and I talked to him and I loved, I loved the um, Oriana house. And um, I remember like the pictures, they did the pictures of the people that worked there. And I remember you had your picture um, <laughs> up there too. I loved it. <laughs> and so that's what I did. And then he like emailed me, I think a couple weeks later and said, yeah, we have a position opening up. Would you like to interview? And I was like, sure, I would. I hadn't gone in there thinking that's what would happen, but that's definitely something I recommend. So do your research and like talk to people that do what you want to do and see if they'll have time to do an, um, an interview with you. And then maybe down the line, they may contact you about um, a position. So that's actually how I got into what I did. And that's definitely what I recommend people do. And just because sometimes, you know, there are not um, specific internships available for what you want to do. So I also think that's why it's helpful to just go out there and find people and see if they can give you some insight into, you know, the career path. Yeah, I think that is the most excellent advice I've ever heard for yeah. so good for students. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. And it may be scary, but you know, you gotta, you gotta like just put yourself out there and see what happens. So um, for someone who is looking to enter your specific field now, and you've passed along some generalized advice, which is really good, is there anything you can pass along in terms of, you know, certain details that they should know, like what kind of education do they have going into it for what you do now in your field, um, what kind of salary range can they expect? Uh, and where they can start with the process. So for anyone who is listening and thinks, oh, I really wanna do that exact thing, where might they start or what do they need to know? Um, that's a good question. So um, I think that it, it really will depend on like what their interests are, but I, would, I usually just started with a Google search. I would just Google things. Um, literally Google is my favorite thing to do. So I literally just started by Googling things. So, um, uh, if they know, um, maybe if they know like what, what they want to do and they can just start by Googling that and seeing what salary that is and what they can expect from that. Or if they reach out to people, um, if people are nice enough to like, maybe not tell them exactly how much they make, but give them a range of what they should expect to be making or things of that nature or, um, along with education. So it's, it's really nice when you're like in college, you can always like reach out to your advisor usually, and they can always give you some insight into that. But, um, besides like, I guess, education, like the four years, if you need some certificates outside, that's always good to look up and know if that's what you need. Or if you, excuse me, if you have something interesting that you would like to get some outside, um, certificate, and I always recommend doing that, or, I know it's at school, um, sometimes they let you take the, uh, classes outside your major for free. So um, trying to take some classes outside your major that may help you down the line, that's also something I would recommend too. Well, it's free, take advantage of it. So yeah, I would, that's what I would definitely say. Um, as far as like, when I did CQI, um, since I'd come in with my master's degree, that was always helpful. Um, so if they 
if they know that they want to find a field where they may like want to grow into, then definitely getting more um, higher education is definitely a recommendation for me. And, um, and obviously sociology helped because it was so broad and I could always just apply what I've learned um, in the program, outside of the program to how that would be um, beneficial in my work life. Um, so definitely that. And um, try to think what else. Um, for me, I was fortunate enough where I didn't, like I had a lot of support and help from my family. I know that's also, I know it's like not something you can like, um, find, but that's also something I recommend. Having a support system from your family or your friends while you're on this process, while you're going through this journey of like figuring out what you want to do, that's also important too. Devishay, is there anything we should have asked you? Anything you want to add? I think you really covered everything. I think that possibly everyone's different. So when they go into sociology, they'll find out like later on what was the most important thing that they learned from sociology and um, what was the most valuable thing they learned. But I think for me, the thing that I use a lot in my everyday life or when I'm like just out and about is like, I'm so thankful I learned about socialization and how that affects everybody differently. So like when I'm talking to someone and I'm like, you know, I just think about how the socialization influence their everyday life and why they think the way they do and why they do the certain things they do. And, and maybe that's why they are the way they are. And I think that's usually what I use every day on a day-to-day -day from um, learning about socialization till. It's beautiful. I you Thank you for this wonderful interview where you referenced several sociological theories yeah. in action and how you apply them today. Right. I think that is really impressive. Thank you so much, Damishe, for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And it's such good advice for students and best of luck moving forward. I hope it goes really, really well. And I'm super excited that there is someone in the world that is bringing sociology out into it. It's really yeah. the best thing I've heard today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. <laughs>